When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Tuned in to the 49ers Rush podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. Football is upon us, and life is just wonderful if you are a 49ers fan. Things are looking great. We got a lot of stuff going on today in today's episode and some new announcements. We will start off with some training camp training camp updates and what to take away from them, who's looking good, who's kind of fading into the background, and what do we do with this information? Plus, we'll go through and continue our positional breakdowns with wide receivers and give you more information than you could possibly ever dream on the wide receivers who's in, who's out of the 53 final roster. And also, we've got some huge news coming up with the next couple of pods. We are finalizing a couple deals to try to get some kind of fun memorabilia in the 49ers' faithful hands. So stay tuned for that. And also... If you have not already, if you are a fantasy football player, you need to head over to Eat Sleep Fantasy and check out our my other podcast. I do work for them as well. And we just launched a brand new podcast. It's called the DFS and Dynasty Podcast, where we break down weekly dynasty matchups and how to make you some money. So just type in DFS anywhere that you get your podcasts and then look for the Eat Sleep Fantasy DFS and Dynasty podcast and hit subscribe. I'm on there weekly as well. And we got lots of good stuff coming out. So it's fantasy football season. It's football season. All kinds of great stuff. So without further ado, man, let's jump into training camp notes. We we are three practices in now and we had our very first padded practice which is always just an absolute blast and i just want to break down just a few notes that were out there just some stuff that i saw at practice that stood out to me one thing that is very evident very early on in training camp is kyle shanahan and john lynch they're trying to bring energy and fan involvement to a whole new level before practice yesterday they sent mike mcglinchy out there and basically said, go pump up the crowd. He runs up and down, getting people to stand up and just going crazy right before practice starts. And on top of that, John Lynch, he heads over, and he gets a whole bunch of fans out of the stands and asks them to come stand right next to the field. Man, this front office is a fan's dream. Just the player involvement and transparency from top to bottom and just getting everybody involved and not trying to distance themselves from the media or the fan base if we go back to the harbaugh days you know he wanted he thought everybody's out to get him no pictures no cameras no anything now i will say this there was 
as soon as team drills or seven on seven starts, there were some people out there holding up signs saying, fans, please put your phones away. No recording, no pictures during these, these periods, so on and so forth. But, yeah, you know, we get that. So I just want to say thanks again to this front office for finding ways to get us involved and finding ways for us to get the information that we want as fans. You know, we want to be a part, and they are doing a hell of a job with that. Now, Pierre Garçon, two days in a row, he comes out fully dressed in pants and everything. Now, this is just – everybody else is out there just with their helmets on but and wearing shorts and shirts. He goes out wearing his pants, his jersey, everything good to go, all business. Everybody's out there dancing around and hyping up and doing like kind of fun – childish stuff which is great he's off to the side it's almost like it's game day in super bowl that guy is all business and he ended up getting the third practice off just kind of a vet day almost all of the starters that were 30 years plus got that day off as well another thing that stood out on the offensive side was joe williams the running back that we got last year the last episode on the 49ers rush podcast we broke down running backs man joe williams is starting to upset me a little bit the talent is there, and in team drills, I get it. He he shines. He is a home run type running back. But for three days in a row during individual drills, he's the last one in line. He runs the shortest. You know, if it's just a handoff to the right, he'll break it off after 10 yards, stop, and jog back, whereas every other running back is fighting 25 yards plus, showing a lot of excitement and enthusiasm. He just doesn't seem to have that part of his game. And this was something that got him into trouble last year whenever he showed up at a little bit overweight. But whenever you see him next to Raheem Mostert, they're just night and day players. Williams has all the talent in the world, but Mostert is pumped up, excited, does all the little things right, first one in line, running extra, just taking everything serious. And Williams just kind of goes through the motion. So I'm hoping that that will change as time goes on, but... But who knows there? Joshua Garnett has been practicing with the second team offensive line at the guard spot. Michael Pearson is actually getting the starting right guard spot right now as far as the ones go. Jimmy Garoppolo is picking up big time. He went 7 for 9 in team drills on Friday. He just seems to kind of be picking it up. His biggest play went to Selleck. And, man, Selleck time is it's happening. This guy is going to be a part of this offense. Kittle is going to be the primary guy, but Selleck is going to have a role. There's just something about a solid blocking tight end. The defense just seems to forget about him, and he loves hitting that seam route and very, very good at it. Defensively, and probably the best news that we've had so far this training camp is our Leo position is getting production. Cassius March and Jeremiah Atawachu are just, man, they're getting pressure, and they are consistently in the backfield, which is just wonderful. And the effects of that, Buckner's getting sacks out the rear end. He's back-to-back practices where he would have gotten two sacks minimum, possibly more. Uh, there, Obviously, there's not a lot of contact because they don't have pads on. But that's what we need most from this team. There's one thing that we could say we need improvement on. It is on that outside pass rush, and they have looked great so far in training camp. Hopefully, that will continue. Brock Coyle, man, he might be the defensive player of training camp so far breaking up passes, back-to-back days, and just always where he needs to be. So he has definitely stepped up his game. And by far the most noticeable linebacker out there in team drills and 7-on-7. And Richie James, who we're going to talk about a little bit more today in this podcast, he is lighting up training camp three days straight and is just showing out. Kyle Shanahan and his 
press conferences after training camp practices. Praise Brita. Brita is looking good. He is he's just showing out. And Kyle Shanahan, whenever they brought him up to him, he said he's just the definition of a real consistent player. And man, he looked good day in and day out. We know what we're going to get from him. So without further ado, let's jump into our position Pacific pod right here and let's talk about wide receivers now last year the 49ers kept four or six wide receivers on their first initial 53 man roster and i think that's going to be the case again now we knew exactly the six that were probably going to make it last year that is not the case there are four locks that are you know they're guaranteed to make this 50 man roster 53 man roster and then there's quite a few guys fighting for those last two spots. So my four locks, I'll go ahead and spoiler alert this one just because we're going to be talking about a lot of guys today on the pod. So my four locks are Pierre Garçon, Marquise Goodwin, Trent Taylor, and Dante Pettis. Those four are kind of, they are a tier above everybody else, and all of those four will be considered kind of starting wide receivers. Now, I know we, I know we don't start four wide receivers, but the way Kyle Shanahan breaks down his snap percentage at the wide receiver position, you don't stay out there the whole time. All the wide receivers, kind of the top five guys, get anywhere from 80% of the snaps down to 60% of the offensive snaps per game, and all four of these will be included in that. Now, the next tier, and I have both of these guys making the roster, but I have them in that kind of 70% range, Kendrick Bourne and Richie James. I think both of them will make the roster, and if that's the case, that is pushing guys out like Aldrick Robinson, who's on the outside looking in. And then the long shot guys, you got Aaron Burnbridge, and then you got Bolden. Man, Bolden is a guy that probably him and Richie James would be kind of pushing for that last spot, but he's suspended. He got suspended for performance uh, enhancing PEDs. And so he's going to be serving a suspension, which is going to make his route even harder. And then there's some undrafted free agents that we'll talk about. So let's jump in with kind of our main wide receiver one, Pierre Garçon. He's 31 years old, six foot, 211, the definition of a crisp, physical pass route runner. And man, he's great. He is history, obviously, with the Redskins whenever Kyle Shanahan was there. And man, he had his best season under Kyle Shanahan. He was drafted in the sixth round, 205th overall, in 2008 by the Colts, if you remember that, out of Mount Union. I love Mount Union. You know, they are not a D1 or football championship division uh, part of that. They are a subdivision team. The Purple Raiders, <laughs> and man, I, I love Mount Union. And it's funny, as we go through our wide receiver core, you're going to hear a lot of small school guys. Um, that that kind of made this. Now, his stats last year, he played in eight games for the 49ers before he had his neck injury. He had 67 targets, 40 receptions, and 500 yards. Talk about round numbers, 40 receptions for 500 yards. And he was on pace for exactly a 1,000-yard season with us. And PFF loves this guy. His catch percentage is right out about 60%. He runs the slant as well as anybody. He's not a huge burner guy, even though he does have speed, but he runs very crisp, crisp, clean routes and is excellent hands. He, at, If you're talking about a guy that gets contested catches, he, he writes a script for it. He is a clinic on that. And the reason why guys like Pierre Garçon can play well into their 30s, very similar to Anquan Bolden, which we saw as well, because their game was never... They never won on speed. 
They ran on technique and competition. And again, you see this with Pierre Garçon. He shows up the first two days of training camp, 31 years old. He doesn't complain about training camp. Instead, he shows up in full <laughs> full uniform with pants on all those things. This guy is a lunch pail type guy that just shows up, and he's, he's just a beast. So he had 430 snaps last year, and he grades out very well in the run game as well. Very, very physical, and he's coming back healthy. I, I'm, he should lead us in targets. I have him getting about 115 targets on the season. Now, his touchdown numbers have always been subpar his career. He is a possession guy. He's a guy that gets first downs. He's a guy that moves the ball, and he's a guy that blocks with a lot of passion. So, And, and for people that talk about injury concerns with him, he hadn't missed a game since 2012 before his neck injury last year. So he's had a, almost a full year to rehab. And so I'm pretty excited about him. Now, his contract is interesting. He, he counts $9.25 million against the cap this year. Now, we have a potential out next year where we could save a considerable amount of money. And if his game does step down, I do see the 49ers moving on from him. I, I think that the pick of Dante Pettis is kind of significant of that. But I'm hoping he gets to play. We have him under contract till 2021. Uh, for a team option, but again, we can get out at any point. If we do stay with him, however, 2019, he'd be an $8 million cap hit, 2020, $11 million, and 2021, which I just don't see, would be $12 million. So at that point, he would be 35. I, I don't think that's the case. I think we gave him this huge deal so that we could get him. If you remember last year, he was kind of the guy that started it all as far as momentum and all the free agency signings and everybody wanting to come to San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan. He was the the piece that got it all started. So we'll see what happens with him this year. Again, I think that he is just going to continue to dominate and really excited to see what he can do and teach these younger guys. And, and this is what the 49ers have done, the front office. We have a Pro Bowl caliber player that is a veteran with a whole bunch of young, super talented guys. Look at the defensive uh, backs thing. We bring in Richard Sherman, Pro Bowl All-Pro player that is a veteran and is a technician with a bunch of young, talented players. You look at our offensive line, Joe Staley. I know he's been there, Pro Bowl veteran player, whole bunch of young talent around him. This is kind of what we have continued to do is we bring in a veteran teacher slash player coach to teach these young guys how to be a professional. Now, the second guy who we all love, he's turning in to be one of the best or kind of fan favorite 49ers. And just, man, he steals the podium every single time he can. And it is awesome. He is just a great human being. That's Marquise Goodwin, five foot nine, 180 pounds. He's 27 years old. He was drafted in the third round in 2013 by the Bills. Uh, the Bills are kind of turning into the farm system for the rest of the NFL. God, that's a terrible franchise. He was a Longhorn, drafted out of Texas, and a former Olympian for long jump and triple jump. Just an absolute stud, freak athlete. And he was always labeled as he's more of an athlete than a football player, and he has really stepped up his game. His stats, he played all 16 games for us last year and led the 49ers in targets with 105. He had 56 receptions for just under 1,000 yards, 962 yards, and only two touchdowns. But, man, he 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 dominated 
down the stretch last year. He finished with an 80% overall grade. His catch percentage is a little low. He does suffer from drops when going across the middle, 53% catch rating. But he is very, very physical at the point at the run game. You can say that about every single one of our wide receivers. We do not draft guys that do not like to block. We do not draft guys that are not complete football players on the offensive side. That's that's just kind of who he is. This year was his best year by far as a pro. He um, had career highs in receptions and reception yards and targets as well. So an elite speed guy. He was a four two forty guy at the combine. And has great chemistry with Garoppolo. So uh, I think he's going to be our wide receiver too this year. But I think that his numbers, I don't think he's going to put up the same numbers that he did. I, I could see him having about 85 targets and about 45 catches and be that kind of vertical threat. Uh, the yards, I think, will drop as well. I think closer to 850. But again, his touchdowns, they could go up. I could see him having four, four games. He's not going to be the primary focus of the defense like he was at the end of the last year. So injuries, he's super tough. He, he did have a back issue and a concussion issue, but he didn't miss any games last year. And he's only missed one game the past two years, so he fights through that stuff. And we gave him a three-year extension. We had him signed through this year, 2018, but we rewarded him for the great year that he had. And so we signed him to a three-year extension. So we have him through 2021 under contract. And it's a team-friendly contract. Again, his cap hits starting this year, $6 million, Next year, $4 million, five, And then $6 million again in 2021. So he's a relatively cheap wide receiver too. And this was kind of a win-win. Easy guy to root for. And just such, as soon as he signed his contract extension, the first thing he did was he went out and bought his mom a house and shared kind of the story growing up if you haven't seen that press conference go back and watch it he talks about how uh, his family living through domestic abuse from stepfathers and section eight and just it's it's an awesome story so love marquise goodwin and so glad he's going to be a 49er for the long haul here now we got our rookie last year a rookie sensation out of the slot trent taylor god mighty mouse is what i call him Five foot eight, 180 pounds, and 24 years old. We drafted him in the fifth round out of Louisiana Tech, the Fighting Bulldogs, and he had an insane season for us. He came in and played so well that we were able to trade away uh, Jeremy Curley. We just kind of let Curley go and figure out what he wanted to do because, man, Trent Taylor was so good right out of training camp that, man, let's just get him playing time now. He played 15 games for us, 60 targets, 43 receptions, 430 yards, and he had the third most receptions of any rookie wide receiver in the entire NFL. Like, who would have guessed that? Um, especially whenever you had three wide receivers go in the first round of the draft last year. He had more receptions than all of them. Uh, Corey Davis, Mike Williams, and John Ross. And so just absolute great season from the slot. Now, he's struggling a little bit. He had offseason back surgery. And he is still on the active putt list. So hopefully within a week or two, he will be ready to go. But while he is out, um, Richie James has been shining. Dante Pettis, you know, he's a lock, but Richie James has kind of been the guy in training camp at that position so far. Now his strengths above average instincts, and it's, it's crazy for a fifth-round rookie to come in and be the go-to target on third down. But that's what it was. Anytime it was third down or in the goal line, they were targeting Trent Taylor. And he runs insane 
routes. Amazing hands and very dependable. And he loves going over the middle and taking a hit. He just pops right back up again. Mighty Mouse is kind of what I, I talked about him. Um, now, the problem is, is man, he plays like he's 6'3", and he'll take a whooping. <laughs> he, he will sacrifice his body, and that's kind of led to him being banked up in these issues. So hopefully um, we get better at not leading him into these big giant hits so we'll see but again 71 percent catch rating is just unreal um, especially whenever you look at the routes that he is being asked to run in traffic um, so him and pettis will be kind of competing for that slot job but i do think that trent taylor is going to be the guy there he will continue to return punts for us in safe punt situations. so if we are backed up where the punt returner could possibly have a touchback where he puts his feet on the 10, I think that's going to be his role. But if there's a chance for a solid return, it's going to be Pettis. But Trent Taylor is just a sure-handed guy. We can put him back there and not have to worry about anything for fumbles or whatever. And again, interesting stat here. Again, our stat guy, Clayton Cadeau, is just killing it. He had 18 catches on third down where he converted the third down for first downs. That is just unreal. And so, again, just this third down just solid guy and again half his receiving yards 191 of them came the last five weeks of the season when garoppolo took over garoppolo likes this kid and because he's a fifth round pick he is dirt cheap basically free all the way we have him in contract through 2020 so that is trent taylor and the last lock that we will talk about today dante pettis six foot 186 pounds 22 years old came out of washington Man, we traded up for this guy in the second round. We got him number 44th overall, and I just absolutely love this kid. I have harped on him. I was a big fan before the draft. I had him rated as my number two overall wide receiver in the entire draft, and I, I'm so glad that we got him because he's special, and, and he's different. And, and the reasons why he's so different is he is a playmaker. He scores crazy touchdowns. That's just what he does. He had 33 touchdowns for his career at Washington. Um, his stats are just mind-boggling. He broke Deshaun Jackson's record for all-time leader for punt return touchdowns with nine. And he's just explosive. And, and so he is a smaller guy, 6'1", 186. He doesn't look the part as an outside wide receiver. But that's the thing. Over 80% of his snaps at Washington were at the outside. He wasn't a slot guy. So if you go back and watch his film... He is an outside wide receiver, and he is amazing against press man coverage because he is a shifty, shifty cat, and people cannot get his hands on him. So the strengths is, again, punt returner. When we drafted him, Kyle Shanahan came out and said, you know, he's not just a three-down guy for us. He's a four-down player. He is going to be a guy that's out there for four downs. He, he's already learning all of the wide receiver spots, so he's practicing slot outside um, on both sides. He is going to be on the field. He plays the entire full route tree and is crazy fast athletic, uh, kind of like a four-sport kid in high school out of San Clemente. He's down in that area and just track athlete, basketball athlete. I mean, there's a video on YouTube going around where he does this awesome windmill, just insane dunk. The kid just... He's a, he's a beast. So very excited for him. Uh, 
you go back and you watch his film, I'll, I'll change my pin tweet, which if you don't follow me on Twitter, it's JL underscore Chapman, JL underscore C-H-A-P-M-A-N. I'll change my pin tweet where I break down his college film and his hands because, again, you'll never see this guy drop a pass. He has so many circus catches where he's dragging his toes on the sideline and making just this impossible catch, and that's Dante Pettis. I, I'm pretty excited about what this kid can do. Now, let's get to these guys that, as of now, I have them making the roster, but they're not locks. The first one is Kendrick Bourne. I have him at a 75% chance to make this roster. He is just special, and he looks special. Six foot one, 203 pounds. He's only 22 years old. He was an undrafted free agent last year out of Eastern Washington. Um, the Fighting Eagles. And Eastern Washington game film is fun to watch because they have that solid red field. A lot of people know about Boise with their blue field. But Eastern Washington has that red field. And it's just, it, it looks weird. But anyway, their film's interesting to watch. He played in 11 games last year. He had 34 targets for 16 receptions and 257 yards. He is a big, physical, just home run hitting type guy. And very, very physical and explosive is kind of what he is. And whenever he has the ball in his hands, he is just a natural, big play wide receiver. The problem that he had is he lacks acceleration and he gets off the ball very, very slowly. And it's interesting to see how he does against press man. We didn't get a lot of snaps against that last year, and he didn't see it in college either. So I'm curious to see how that's going to go. But this is a guy that could press big time to replace that kind of Pierre Garçon longtime uh, role just because, man, he, he's so big. His catch rate percentage was bad, which was 47%. But whenever he did catch it, he did something with it. So... Uh, excited to see what he can do and again he can play multiple spots and is very very gifted super cheap uh you know he won't cost we have him for the this year and next year and he'll never get a million dollars against the cap under his current deal now the other guy that i have making it and that's richie james fun 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 you want to watch some fun film this is the guy i have him at a 70 percent chance at making the roster he's kind of that small shifty guy five nine hundred and eighty five pounds 22 years old we drafted him out of Middle Tennessee State, the Fighting Lightning. <laughs> Man, MTS, that is awesome. And kind of what he – he was kind of the shifty, almost Percy Harvin role. If you go back and watch their film, which is hard to find a lot of games, but he had 61 rushing attempts for 554 yards and five touchdowns and 243 receptions. So he was a high-volume guy that just got the ball everywhere and had 28 career touchdowns. Um, big time playmaker, elusive in space, super shifty, uh, cat-like quickness, and very, very quick actually. But again, he doesn't have size, and so he's going to be kind of stuck in that slot role, which we have a lot of guys fighting for space there. Um, and again, the problem is he's a seventh rounder. So usually seventh rounders, I again, are a 50% chance to make the roster but he has dominated early in training camp. And a lot of these like circus catches, like he just catches your eye and he just looks the part. So he ran a 44840, um, 35-inch vertical, and just he, he's all over the place. Very versatile, which again Kyle Shanahan loves. 
people that he can move around and do special things with. So we'll see what happens. We got him for four years, super, super cheap. He reminds me, again, uh, Clayton kind of tipped me off on this. He, he's like Ted Ginn type speed and playmaker, but shiftier. So um, super, super quick, crazy beast athlete, but shifty as well. Now the players just on the outside. So these are guys I do not have making the roster right now is Aldrich Robinson, which might be a surprise, but his upside is just limited. We've seen what he can do. And he is a backup at best at this point. Five foot ten, hundred eighty-seven pounds. He's twenty-nine years old. He was drafted in the sixth round by the Redskins whenever Kyle Shanahan was there. And Aldrich has kind of followed Kyle Shanahan everywhere. He's with them at Washington. He was with them at Atlanta, and he was one of the first signs whenever he came to the 49ers. He's out of SMU, a Dallas kid, and super super fast, but just has always just been a spot guy. Uh, he did play in all 16 games. He only had 19 receptions, but he scored two touchdowns on 19 receptions, which is pretty impressive. Um, explosive athlete, kind of does a little bit of everything, but nothing too great. Um, so I, I, I think this is the year that he's kind of – I don't think he's going to finish. Uh, I don't think he's going to be able to make this roster. He has a $2 million cap hit because he's a veteran. But, again, that's not really an issue for us right now. And another guy that I really like and I just can't find a way to put him on our roster is Victor Bolden. I have him as a 35% chance. He's five foot eight, 178 pounds, 23 years old. And, again, you, you see this kind of frame. We have a lot of guys that fit this role. And so he is in direct competition with Aldrich Robinson and Richie James, and the problem is he got suspended. He got caught with uh, performance-enhancing drugs, and so he's going to be missing four games. And so that's going to hurt keeping him on our roster even more. He's out of Oregon State. Uh, he played nine games for us last year. He had four punt returns for us. And, again, he's another one of those guys that played wide receiver and running back in college with this uh, kick returner upside and just very versatile. But very, very small and – Man, I just don't think it's going to happen. The, the way that he's going to win this spot is special teams. He had 122 snaps last year on special teams. But with Trent Taylor, Dante Pettis, uh, those snaps are going to go away. Richie James, I just don't see it. I, I, don't, I can't find a way for him to make this team with that suspension looming over his head. And the last guy that we're going to talk in detail about today is Aaron Burbridge. Um, again, another special team kind of stud. I have him at 30%, but it's probably a little bit lower than that. 6'1", 208. He's 24 years old. We drafted him in the sixth round in 2016, so two years ago. He's a Michigan State player that kind of he, – he's one of the few that's been on our team for the last two years from the previous coaching regime. He was on uh, injured reserve last year and very physical. He's great at catching the ball, and again, one of the best run blockers. You watch his film whenever he gets in. He run blocks with a purpose, and this coaching staff loves this. But he does have drops, and he's got a long shot to make this roster. I really don't think that he is going to be a guy that can do it, but there is a shot. Now, some super long shots that we got, some kind of undrafted free agent guys. Uh, CJ Goodwin out of California, Pennsylvania school. Um, he's been bounced around, but again, he, he brings something we don't have. He's 6'4", 220. We don't have that kind of spot. But again, he's older. 
A very outside shot. I don't think it's going to happen. Another guy, Stephen Dunbar out of Houston. He is an undrafted free agent, 6'3", 202. And you can kind of see what we're doing here with these undrafted free agents. We're trying to find somebody that is big and can have a shot at maybe making this roster. And the last one is Max McCaffrey. That name should sound familiar, and rightfully so. 6'2", out of Duke. Um, you know, his family, obviously, everybody understands that. And he had a couple big plays yesterday. But again, we have these three undrafted free agents that bring size. And the one thing that we kind of lack, we don't have big guys as far as wide receivers go. Um, Pierre Garçon at six foot. And then after that, we got Kendrick Bourne at six one. Uh, Dante Pettis is six one. That's all we got. We don't have the big kind of dominant red zone force over the middle. We just don't have it. But anyway... That's our wide receiver position breakdown. So real quick, our locks, the four guys that I have making it, uh, no matter what, Garcon, Goodwin, Taylor, and Pettis. The two guys, the last two in are Kendrick Bourne and Richie James. And then the first one out is Aldrick Robinson and the long shots, Aaron Burbridge and Victor Bolden. So hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Faithful, stay strong. Lots more stuff on the way and big announcements should be ready by the next episode or two. We're going to get you guys some cool stuff. So stay tuned. Stay strong, faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.